It works. The stream's back up. This is Yeltacast. Starting a little bit late. Latoya was giving me some free therapy so that I don't... It's not that I feel like I'm going to murder other people, but I know that it isn't. And it's just, it's just, I just get so frustrated with life, the universe and everything. Like I just can't even, I have no idea why, I have no idea why things work or how they work. No no idea whatsoever um, how to run an internet radio station or live life really. So that's, that's great. Living life is hard. Hi. Oh, I look terrible. Hi everybody. Ooh. I I look a little terrible. Uh, that's your natural face. That's my I never wear makeup. I I got natural I got natural face on today. Yay! Uh, you're listening to the Altacast. If you're watching this, I guess you're we're Instagramming live or something. <laughs> I don't I don't understand how it works. I don't understand how any of it works. I don't I don't understand why anybody would want to watch radio. But hey. <laughs> Whatever, whatever floats your boat, weirdos. We had testicle difficulties. Testicle difficulties. Jesus Christ. These things are crazy. I I watched a thing about the, um, yeah, well, the, what is it called? The, it's before Instagram live and before Facebook live, there was Periscope. Oh, I guess. And so I guess it's this deep, dark well of grossness. And um, well, like there was a there was a girl in Ohio who got charged with rape because she filmed her friend getting raped, having non-consensual sex, and and so I, I just thought that was crazy. I was like, we're so detached now from ourselves and our lives. I, I, I can't understand why, if you're watching this, why, why you would be interested in why you would watch this. But in everything is like this watchable society now. That like we're, that's, Big I think, brother. well, Big Brother is watching too. And I'm, that makes me nervous. And I don't like, I don't like that. So I won't get the free Obama phone because I don't want that GPS. I don't want them to track me. Um, but what is, I mean, what is wrong with us that everything is so watchable and everybody wants to watch everything? And why aren't we engaging in our lives? I was hanging out with, um, I hang out with some junior hires. Um, I do. On Mondays, I hang out with junior hires. We do radio together. And I was asking them, like, questions about their lives and, and the whatnot. And they spend all of their time on their phone. I said, look, what's your hobby? And... They were like looking at my phone and they're like, that's my hobby too. I like looking at my phone. I'm like, no, no, no. A hobby is like drawing, basketball, basketball, or cheerleading. Sure. Something or smoking weed. Yeah. Smoking weed. That's a hobby, but it's doing, it's doing something. And looking at your phone is like doing nothing. That'd be like saying my hobby is watching TV. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. Um, Okay. So. Speaking of that, my my cousin who is seventeen, she was born in two thousand two. <laughs> and oh I remember God, Yeah. And I remember when she was born. So her big yeah, her big sister, um, who lives with me, my cousin, she was making she was gonna make a salmon burger and she went and to her bedroom. She was gonna make a salmon burger? Yeah, a salmon burger. It's delicious. Yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know but, why that's an important part of the story, but I believe it is. 
<laughs> but okay, but I'm so thorough. My bad. So basically, she, she's like, "Hey, can you watch the skillet?" Blah blah blah. And because my little cousin was on the phone, her little sister who's 17, and she's like, "Yeah." And I was outside talking to our new tenants, who are friends of mine, which I didn't realize that, which is cool. Uh, hi, Vanessa. Um, and so. Marcus comes in, my boyfriend, he's like, oh my God. Basically, my cousin's on their phone. And salmon burgers on fire. Yes. <laughs> Fish on fire. And she's like, oh my God, I should have figured that out. Because I saw her and I'm like, were you on the phone the whole time? She was right in front of the pan. She was right there. She was like maybe like five feet. Right there. In she the didn't same room. smell it? That's what I was like. You didn't smell this girl? She's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I'm like you. You're about to set this mother on fire. Mm. Now, no, I was on the porch talking. Marcus was coming in. Her sister's like, I went to the bathroom and I spaced out. She was stoned. Which is yeah, but but she was in the (laughs) wasting a good salmon burger. How dare you? She was salmon, but she was in the same like yeah, yeah, right there. Like as far as that window. I'm like, girl, you better get off your phone because you got this. You burn some shit up. It is scary. That's all. Like, I one of the questions I asked the junior high girls. I said, um, well, one actually I had them asking questions to each other, and one of their questions was, what if you had to choose one, which would you choose, your iPhone or your family? And one of the girls thought about it for a long time. And then she goes, which part of my family? She's like, if it was my cousins, yeah, I take my phone. But she's like, my parents, my brother, no, no, I take my family. But like, if it was like my cousins, yeah, yeah, I'd get rid of them. I'd rather have the phone. And she like put actual thought and thinking time into this concept of hate, like your phone or your family. Really? Really? I'm never getting an iPhone specifically for that reason. This is a dumb phone. And people go, oh, Blackberry, that's so old and cool. But it does not connect to the internet. It just does texts. Texts. Um, I like my iPhone. I am a, I, I will say that I, God bless it, I freak out. Where's my phone? Well, it's a little computer. It, it is. And I'm I'm addicted to YouTube. It oh is, yeah, yeah, I am. What do you watch on YouTube? Myself. Oh. No, I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. No, no. There's some. I get actually certain things, certain news programs and stuff, and I blog on there, and I put this show up on there. Awesome. Good. And then I like IG. But those are the things. I'm a sucker for those two things. It's not Why? like. Why do you like Instagram? I still, Instagram. I had to go to therapy because of Instagram. Like I literally really? had I it. I was forced to get on Instagram because of the station, and it's not for me, it's for the station. And because of that, I I have felt more feelings of prolonged lack of self self-worth. Okay, so that's, that's a what thing. I get from it from what I got, what I try to avoid from Instagram is it really affects me to see everyone else's personified idealization of self. And it it's seems all a lie. Like, but it seems like everybody's doing great. It's and it feels like I'll never be good enough and I can I'm never kidding. live up. Yeah, I'll no, never be able to live up face. to the standards no, no. of Get in here too. Um, half face. my face. Um, I just, I, in Instagram, it, it 
I had I had to go to th- I had to go therapy. I, I mean, I'm a really um, sensitive person too, and for a long time I was like seeking the approval of people that I shouldn't have been. Like a lot of my formative first say 35 years of life had uh, been trying to please people with my behavior and changing my behavior to it just it was putting it was putting my attentions on the wrong people the thing is people that preaching to the choir right right here so but if people if there's people that don't want like like me or want to spend time with me then it i shouldn't worry about that i shouldn't worry i should just move on but oftentimes i get like why don't they why don't they why don't they like and appreciate me so i get like I, and then I get hyperbolic where I'm like, nobody, everybody, instead of it being like, well, people are individuals and that's how I, but I don't know. Instagram makes me feel like a pile of dog shit. I'd, like I'll never be good enough. Like everyone else is like, there's people making money off Instagram. I'm a, I'm an influencer. And I'm like, how it just uh, it gets but, it gets me upset because I but have all these degrees but and our, I'm not using them. I know, but here's the thing that that is what you're talking about is a very very true fact. A lot of there are people that are actually seeking therapy because they because what they see the perception of what they see on IG it's actually people younger than you. So that's why it's just like I like the fact that you mentioned that because it's. People don't realize that all that shit is not real. Yeah. It's not it sure real. Feels real. And it and, and the thing is like, you know, social media to me has always been kind of a joke because I do come from that low self-esteem and I get I have those moments too, but when I flip through those fo- photos, I'm just like, I bet you they're crying in the fetal position after this photo. <laughs> I always think about the darkness of like, look at them, they're smiling, they're on top of a mountain. I bet you someone died off that mountain like <laughs> the, the la- next day or like, you know, previously. I'm gonna jump off the fucking mountain. You know, people like, die for, and that's a, and this is a true fact, people die for that IG photo, that perfect IG photo. Like the cliffs. I, I don't do self Selfies. How about this? I've never done. I guess this is a selfie right now. It's a big prolonged selfie. I don't. I don't do selfies. There aren't. I mean, I'm just I like. Selfies. I just hope that people take pictures of me, but they don't. Or whatever. I, yeah, they do. No, I mean, I force. I force Jonathan to take pictures of me sometimes when I'm performing. I'm like, I really need you to take a picture while I'm performing, so that people think that because unless I put it on Facebook, I put it on Instagram and show that I'm performing. I'm not really performing. Am I performing enough? Have I done enough shows? Do people care? Mm-hmm. Am I getting booked? If I don't, if I don't have enough pictures and tell everybody what shows I'm doing, I won't get booked on other shows because people won't think I'm funny. They won't think I'm funny enough unless I show everybody all the time how funny I am with pictures and microphones. And look what I'm doing all the time, and I'm talking to microphones, and I'm good at it or whatever. And if you don't like, go. I'm good at it, right? Am I good at it? You like it? You like it? Okay. You passed it around, you passed it. But that's the thing is none of my shit gets passed around. So I'm like, well, they don't like it. So then it just becomes like, why do it? Like if, I don't know. I, uh, go ahead. I, I was going to say like, uh, it's <sighs> social media is a nightmare, but fun. Um, someone's calling you. Oh, oh, I can't talk to him. More okay. than we can't, we can't talk to him. Yeah. Um, but He's the Seas Candy guy. Oh. Yeah. Oh, sweet. It's super cool, yeah. That's dope. Yeah, he's also in a band. Sweet. Or he is a band. He's himself, and he plays music. That's dope. J.W. Blunt. What a great last name, Blunt. Blunt. Everybody look him up. <laughs> J.W. Blunt. Yeah, he's a um, cool guy. 
But I mean, the thing, okay, so we actually have to, in order to promote ourselves, because here, here's the real thing. We as humans, we're brands. That's just, I That's mean. That's gross. I know. Well, I'm black. I used to be chattel, so I'm used to it. Oh. Uh, property. Right. Um, and we have to brand ourselves out there to move forward. That's just the real oh. honest to God thing that we have to do. And that's how this is how time has changed. Really, not everything is by. Unfortunately, we can't just put ourselves on a business card anymore or a, a uh, flyer. You have to put yourself out there. You have to whore yourself out. But for the masses, for everyone to see you whoring yourself out. And, and you nobody, know. nobody wants jokes about feminism. Fuck you. I do, I do, I do them because they're political. I did, I did them to a room I'm full a of guys the other day, and they just Wait. didn't. They don't. Guys don't think I'm guy. Because like the guys here. Okay, jokes. first of all, we're talking about San Francisco. Yeah, which is turning into. a I told you, hate this city. I'm seriously like <laughs> or, I, have, I have so much hate for San Francisco right now. This city I only is got, this weak. Is, I only got twelve dollars, eleven dollars in tips last night. I know we cooked for five hours. I got eleven bucks in tips. People don't tip anymore. These millennials, and we talk about it all the time. I'm a millennial. No, it, yeah, but but they don't. I don't know why. I don't know. And even we talked about it. The bartender brought it up, and we were outside, and they're like. We don't get it. Why do we get paid? A, I said, you pay a dollar for every move of the bartender. That's just what you do. And everybody, we, bartenders have taught people that. And so, I mean, I can't tell you how many people last night did it. I it saw them. If I see, I gave them the change, and I the tip jar is right there. I'm and working they just today. Chose not to tip. And I'm like, okay. I guess I get it because, but I'm serving no, them. I don't like get, I'm literally, no, no, I bring them. No, it's not like no, they have to I don't get, get it for me. I'm not making excuses for motherfuckers. No, I work in this industry and no, but we live by tips. And if I see a motherfucker, give me $3 on 50, I'm going to get you. Yeah. And $3 on $30. What? What era do you think this is? Right, it's, and you come into the same place. I re, I will remember your face, but no, but I'm not I using I'm not using them. an excuse for these people who no. I am shaming them. I, well, you I move, look at first them. of all. Don't don't go don't go out if you can't afford it. Right, that's true. I'm sorry. I, that's my old school. If you can't afford to go out mm -hmm. and have a good time and tip and the regular norm then your ass needs to stay home this, yeah but also too we live in expensive ass san francisco yeah. and everyone's money goes to their landlord right and so this is where it's hurting us that you know even that work in the city and that work on tips where we can't survive even mm. and some of us don't even we're blessed to live in this city yeah but the majority of our coworkers probably do not live oh, in the city. One of my coworkers lives in Oakland, and he, so he has to get out on time because otherwise he can't he get the bar. He misses Bart. Home. Yeah, that sucks. And that taking and, a taking an Uber. He's like, well, I could take an Uber pool. But it's going to be thirty yeah. something dollars yeah. at like two thirty in the morning. And when you make eleven dollars in tips that night. It's not like you can, you're all like, I'm going to spend 30 bucks to go back home. Yeah. It's, it's, and sucks. plus, hourly, our minimum wage is 15. Take taxes away, that's $13 an hour. Yeah. Even at $13 an hour, and you're paying like $3,000 in rent, or if you're splitting half of that, that's $1,500. $1, yeah. What? Mine's 1200 
But it's 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 crazy. The thing, I mean, what it all comes down to is the valuation of labor and why sometimes people that live in San Francisco that make lots and lots of money doing nothing, but writing apps, writing code, I don't even know what you're doing. But here's the thing. Playing with the internet. You're doing things that exists not, in an alternate I mean I guess I'm but, not going to blame the whole tech I'm not going to because there are people I'm going to blame tech I'm going to blame technology I'm gonna, for devaluing I'm going to blame labor, the financial labor. district that we have oh, yeah. I'm stock gonna, market's ridiculous yeah we have a great financial district over here I mean Transamerica why do you think that building was built because it's financial district right, right. Um, and that is where the tech economy thrives so I'm not going to blame everyone in tech because there's a, I used to, but there's a versatile group of people that are struggling in tech. Now there are some, a lot of rich assholes, a lot of them, majority, but there are tech people that are only making a, there's don't get me wrong. Though, there's something that once people have money, it turns them into assholes oh, because it money gives you entitlement money changes everything money, that's a cindy lopper song yeah, money gives you entitlement because you can just buy whatever you want and buy <laughs> you, people you can buy people i know people with money that buy people i know I mean, people with money. i'm a person that gets bought i'm like yeah i'll do but your you know laundry what, Pam? my labor gets my you, labor is sort of like farmed but this out. is this is a different kind of new this is new money in contrast to old money mm. and new money people are usually the ones that are the biggest dicks don't have any class <laughs> will have their steaks well done oh how gross and eat ketchup with them Oof. Mm. Oof. that was that was shade oh. um and won't tip but expect the most out of you right that's new money in contrast to old money where people hide it well mm. and where people don't glow about it and boast these the i'm just tired of being poor i'm just tired of it you used like, to be rich i used to be rich i just <laughs> i i yeah i mean and i and i you know i knew it at the this time. is a social pam experiment this is a social experiment no i knew i knew that i was wealthy i knew i and i was always i was always very thankful that i was super wealthy but um but even then, I didn't. I I think I'm a more giving person now gloat. than I was then. Did you you? No, you I threw did, a lot of parties. Yeah, of parties. but my that, that's different in contrast to gloating. Like, say you're 25 years old and you are a millionaire, which is that's nothing. <laughs> hey, how are you? What's up, man? Hey. hey. Um. And so having not experienced that being a wealthy 25 year old is different in contrast to growing up in that kind of environment where right. you know you're used to it yeah i mean i didn't I, I did when i was young i didn't realize that i was wealthy but then once i did realize that, that i was wealthy i was <laughs> i mean i was always very thankful but now that i'm fucking poor i'm sick of it I'm sick of it that my labor isn't meaningful. Welcome to that being my, a minority. My labor isn't meaningful, and I, it makes me really angry from a Marxist perspective that I'm I'm not valuable. I'm not a valuable American because I'm not rich. I don't buy things, and I and I, my 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 education isn't. It doesn't mean anything financially. We try to tell y'all this, okay, white people. <laughs> 
We try to tell y'all. We try to. T- mm-hmm. well, and now, and, and I'm and, and I'm uncomfortable. Built on slavery, right? And, and I'm gonna tell you something. I am not your average Negro either. I come from a well-to-do family. I'm not. I wasn't wealthy, but my grandparents owned their own business, and they were able to have a little bit of power. And I, I, I get that part. But I also had a point in time where I had to have food stamps. Right. So I've been on both ends. Yeah. I've no, been I parts just, of it. I just know. got more too. They just upped me um, oh, because I gave you. them my money. This They, they reevaluate every six months. I have to prove that I'm poor to stay on my food stamps. <laughs> and so I have to like put all this stuff together. And so I put all this stuff together and gave it to them. And they were like, oh, shit. And then they, they doubled my food stamps. But, and I was like, "How?" it was the same stuff I gave you six months ago. Why now am I getting... Now. I'm, I'm getting like $177 a month. It's Yay, Fagua money. It's amazing. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, on, the, on the foie gras tip, it isn't really that expensive. And calorie for penny, penny for calorie, it's a really good deal. We shouldn't, poor people shouldn't have to eat Little Debbie snack cakes. I mean, they're great because they're cheap and there's big calories for like, it's like three calories per penny or something something even maybe it's even like 10 calories per penny it's crazy how much yeah. little debbie snack cakes how cheap they are and how they but it's not good food it's just it's garbage not re- it's not real it's it's just corn syrup and fucking processed gross carbohydrates and it's gross and yeah. sugar but corn syrup sugar and fake yuck just it's but great calorie per penny it's the same thing when they say you shouldn't be able to get lobster to our president, you shouldn't be able to have lobster on food stamps. Well, if you think about it, the live lobster up at Sun Fat is nine ninety nine a pound, and if yeah. you get a pound and a half lobster, that's like fifteen dollars. Yeah, you and if you 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 can, well, I like to butter poach. I like to kill it just, and then I take it all apart, and then I butter poach the meat. Scream. Well, no, because I put it in the freezer, and it isn't even oh. it's screaming. It's it's that um. It's an it's a live sea bug, and when it's when you add heat to the protein, it it denatures the protein and it, it starts becoming tighter and it creates the air. What you're listening to, it's not screaming. It's the air from that's created the pocket of air between the, the meat and the shell, and so it makes that high pitched noise because it's traveling through the water and it's like under pressure. Science. Science. So I like to, but I put them in the freezer to make them all chill, like so that they're all like, hey, I am totally gonna hibernate. And so you put them in the freezer and during, you put the water on to boil. And when the water's boiling, then they're very tired. And then you just put them in the pot. And then it's not like, it's really sad when they're like super sprightly and you're like trying to force them into the pot and put the lid on and they're like fighting to get out and you're like, "Ah!" I hate that. I don't like that at all. It's like torture. It it makes me feel like a bad person. But big chef trick for everybody out there. Just put them in the freezer and let them chill. Freeze to death. Well, they don't freeze to death though because you still want to have them be live. Although it's anyway, so you put them in the pot. But then you take if you you just kill them right, and then you take all the meat out and you butter poach the meat, which is delicious. And then I take the shells and I put them in a pan and I brown them. Yeah, and then I make like a bisque or a broth. So I make a. Oh, you make a lobster bisque. Yeah, so that's you make it from the lobster shells. That's where all the flavor is. And so you can. 
So you can take a $15 lobster and you can make lots of things. And so people that say, oh, food stamps are bad. It's like, fuck you. Everyone should have access to food. And if you're good at cooking food, then yay. First, crustaceans used to be poor people's food anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, all of the oysters in the the bay, the... um, when, in the in, in the, the muscles uh, too in yeah. uh, in New York, there were in that Hudson River. The Hudson were, River. There were yeah. just tons and tons and tons of oysters and, um, yeah, and they used and to build of, shells. Um, they they had shell mounds and like that was how you could identify different tribes or something. They had these mounds of shells and. And then and like was, with the mussels here, you can just go out to Rodeo Beach and just go to a rock and just eat them. And just, That's crazy. Yeah, pick them off and eat them. But now you can't. You st- well, well, you can, you, but you, you wash I don't, them. But I wouldn't say, I mean. People still do it. My my homie still does it. I've heard of people yeah. getting crab out of the um, bay as well. But I think that that's, I don't think I'd want to eat a bay crab. I would. Because they, uh, I, what do they eat? I mean, ugh, all of our. Oh, yeah. God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it's. I don't even know. Like I eat fish all the time. Well, and you don't. You, I'm afraid to eat anything nowadays. Yeah, I, know. I mean, seafood is. Yeah, die. we're all gonna die. I, and everybody's on Instagram. And that's the thing. Uh, so with their lobsters. With their buttered. lobsters. So Jonathan, he's been really nervous about our trip, our upcoming, our upcoming trip, because he's like, "What if World War Three breaks out and we're in Europe?" And I'm like, "It's kind of a good place to be." I, I, think. I would. Wouldn't Greece be a nice, nice place to be if the World War Three breaks out? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I wouldn't want to be here in the states. Well, I, I'll be here though. I mean, I well, then I started thinking about. It, I'm like, geez, what happens if you're out of the country think, and something like that happens? I I feel like we will have more of a civil war closer to a world war. You really? Yeah. But like the reason why I say that because if anyone has watched uh, with the G it was a G20 summit that happened last week, um, everyone like there there was Canada, uh, the UK, uh, Germany. Those are our biggest allies in France. When you put all those together, they're they're kind of a superpower in contrast to us, where we're just our own superpower. But now we're buffoons because of we the clown. Be as, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, and then also too, China could be. Well, China is trying to be a superpower, but they have a lot of nuclear arms in Russia. So all of it is super scary, and I don't and I don't trust our government at all right now none of the cabinet members know anything i've never trusted them and i i even just recently learned that i didn't even like when it was happening i was like oh and now i went oh so two days after 45 was um in the or got elected he fired the transition leader Mm -hmm. team guy yeah chris christie and at the time, I was like, I didn't think it was a big deal. But now I'm like, wait a minute. That was the person that was dealing with all of the cabinet seats. And they had to scramble to figure out who they were going to choose. And people, and it's unprecedented how many they haven't people. Had, they haven't had anyone this whole administration. To, to deal with the transition. Yeah. Yeah. So they lost the leader, but all of, the, all of those choices. So... There are more. There are more people in charge of our country right now who've never been in politics, who've never 
ever had any experience at all in this kind of realm and yet or they're a warmonger and the problem is that it's this fake it till you make it mentality that now exists in the highest office in the highest in the the white house the thing that rules our policies and makes choices for the future and all of this stuff is being run by fake it till you make itters and there's nothing more horrific to me than championing mediocrity and that's all we've done that is is say yeah it's good enough this is we this is where we get into the part of like everyone gets a gold star everyone gets a gold star and everyone gets everyone's a winner you're not a winner winner. you're a loser and no you suck at this just like you suck suck at at this this job no you should not be in the no, you should not have any kind of power no, or shouldn't. work in the government. See, That's meteorography has been going on for a very long time. But talking about even in our lifetime, I noticed meteorocr- meteorography in the government after the Clinton era. Uh-huh. And that's because obviously that's when I started paying in politics a little bit more. Sure. Where all the smart people, even I hate Reagan. I hate him with the passion, but he had smart people. Well, they used cold words. <laughs> they were they were at least smart in that way. It, we just the, we choose to not elect people with it with the experience. The George like, W. era is where I'm like, oh, there are some dumb people. He was dumb. He was dumb. I will say Dick Cheney was s- smart and evil, but he was slippery. But everyone else, well, con- Congolingus Rice. You know that the thing with George W. is that. He really, really believes in Jesus. <laughs> no, he really does. He's like a, he's like a real born again, hold hands. Jesus talks to me, kind of. And he's, he's like, he's think, like a child. <laughs> but I think that everybody liked him because I would want to have a beer with that guy. He's like a like fun him. guy. I mean, he doesn't drink anymore, but he just was a affable, likable kind of loser guy. Like you know. He, he comes from this big, important family, and he's like, I'm just a guy. And that was and, given to him. That whole... Right, all pre- of it. All of it was oh, given to him. And that's, and that's America. It's a, that's why I'm a Marxist, because I don't believe in families. I don't... Uh, it, so many people are where they are strictly because their family has mm-hmm. money. And they are supported, and... And... and it, it's just passing down your money from generation yeah, yeah. to generation. I mean, Whereas, and that, that in itself is like, that basically says like our family unit's more important than any other family unit. Instead of being like, Hey, everyone's important. I'm just, this, I'm just sick of seeing, I, there's a guy who sleeps what? on my street and, and he, I walked by him the other day and his shirt was kind of up and his body was so dirty. Mm. He was so, so, so dirty. And, and it, and I'm paying and I'm getting a deal at my place, but people are paying upwards of $3,500 for studios right there. And what the fuck are we doing? Like, and I can't, oh, I mean, well, I can't invite, I'm not going to invite him in and give him a shower. That's not like, I can't, but why can't, can't throw water on him either? I know. But why can't we have, why can't we have universal basic income? Why can't we, have you heard about um, the Yang guy? 
Andrew Yang. Yeah. Andrew Yang. Yeah, I know what he's about. Universal basic income. Everyone gets a thousand dollars. That would change. Like that's the thing. One hundred and seventy-seven dollars for food stamps is gonna change my fucking life. It's going to change my life. I've been eating. I haven't been eating that much. And I've been eating shitty things because I've just been getting what I can. So Jonathan brings snacks home from work. I've been eating a lot of snack food. And I've been eating a lot of food from where I work. And I'm st- I, I really like more vegetables and stuff. And I like fruit. And there's all these things that I haven't had access to because I haven't had. Because my food stamps got cut. And so I had to find more creative ways to feed myself. But, And I'm lucky that I have services. But we, wh- why... If everyone got a thousand dollars a month just because that would that would change my fucking life. That would change everything. First of all, about everything. That thousand dollars will help the economy and drive the economy even more. I I mean, everyone says we have a great economy now. No, actually, we don't. And everyone talks about unemployment. Well, people are working two, three jobs in order to eat. Right. And to pay the the roof over their heads. So, no, things aren't great. That extra $1,000, though, a lot of people will probably spend it in a day. But the majority (laughs) of people... How would you do that? (laughs) I can't imagine spending $1,000 in a day. I know some trifling folks. I can't imagine. (laughs) What would I buy? I mean... I, I can spend a thousand dollars in a day. Really? Living here in San Francisco, it's very easy. Really? It's very easy. I mean, I, I would. It would just be hard for me because I live in such a frugal mentality now. I would have a really difficult time spending a thousand. I can. Dollars. I can spend a grand in a day. I refuse to, but I know how. But even with that thousand mm. dollars a day, a lot of people, the majority of people, would put that away. Yeah. Invest in it. Sure. Or spend money. I mean, all of it is Put positive. Your kids for, to school. Even if you spend it thousand dollars a day, if you have that extra thousand, that still drives up the economy. Right. And even with those people who are smart and frugal who put that money away and invest in things, that's still great for the economy. So right, it, it, right. It, there's a win-win situation, yeah. you know, for the economy. But in, instead, we rather ha- keep people at this low level, like where states still have like five dollars and fifteen cents as their uh, right as as, as the their hourly, wage. the yeah. minimum yeah. wage. Yeah. And when we're it, not valuing yeah, because we're like your work isn't good enough, your and, work isn't smart enough. Or however it is, I don't understand. Because I don't understand I'm it a either. Really intelligent person. I There's just, still people in our industry that make two dollars and fifteen cents. That's insane. Plus tips. That's crazy. I used to make that in 1997, but there's yeah. still places. <laughs> I did that, that in uh, let's see what year I was babysitting. I was making two eighty-five an hour when I was 19, thirteen. Nineteen so, eighty. So nineteen eighty. Forty-four. Take, yeah, eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Yeah. 88, 89, yeah. and 285 an hour. And I thought I was like, I'm rich. Teenagers won't even take a job less than $10 an hour because yeah. they know that the Fed might. And I'm not being valued. Well, the thing is that, I mean, I could work, um, I could work my job. But that's the thing. If I, I want to be an artist. And so I, I want to live. I mean, I need time for, I still lament that I don't have enough time for my artistic endeavors. And I'm, I wish I had more, but if I made more money right now, I could, I could work my ass off and I could make more money, but then I'd lose, then I'd have to pay for, well, then I wouldn't have medical insurance because I wouldn't be able to, it's like, if I'm just so lucky I never had kids because (laughs) I don't know how I would, I don't know how I would feed. I mean, I would just not be an artist, I guess. 
That's, which is a choice too. I could, I mean, I guess. I guess the art is your baby. I guess the art is the baby, which is which is why I get so upset all the time because I'm like, the baby isn't good enough. <laughs> the baby isn't good enough. The dango ate my baby. Yeah, I'm. Fuck me, man. This place is. I. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I really enjoy. I really, really, really enjoy cooking though, and I, and I, but I just. I don't want to do it full time. Would be so taxing like I just wouldn't be able to do anything else because I'd be working if I worked my hours if I worked like the, the night hours like that I mean every day I mean five at least days, four, five I mean, days I'd never do I could never do comedy I could never perform because that would be a night job and like even even working you know one day a week I lament that oh I can't do open mics anymore I can't do certain shows or show, showcases Oops. or that is what kind of happened to me yeah yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and Mutiny Radio is going to be playing again soon. The um, we're you know what in the standings of comedy baseball at Piano Fight, go to Piano Fight every Thursday and watch and, comedy and, baseball. And then donate to Mutiny. And then donate, press the button and donate to Mutiny. But uh, we're not that bad. We're t- we're in the middle of the pack. We're tied with Sylvan. We're like we're tied for third place with like four teams. Sweet. There's first place, second place. We're tied for third with like four teams, and then there's two teams beneath us. So we're right. I'm fucking happy, so happy that we're not sucking. We're in the middle. We might even make the playoffs. I, I like that. And um, that's I think that's it. I don't know. But I'm gone. I'm gone the whole month of August. So oh shit. Okay. Well, let me know the date. That oh, but was. there's gonna be all during August because of the fellowship. There'll be people here. Each week you'll have a different guest. Yeah. Um, the first week will be Jesse Mundy. The second week I don't have a person yet. The third week is Amanda Golub out of uh, New Orleans. And the fourth week fourth I won't week. be here. Oh, okay, you won't be here. Well, it'll be Belinda Carroll. It's going to be super queer. By yourself. Yeah, but <laughs> so I'm I'm just leaving. I That's what I, I just sort of like. I, I'm so upset with America and the way things are going and the general populace of who we are and what we're becoming. And I feel like maybe I'd just rather be like on some island somewhere and doing subsistence farming and trying to just survive or some, I mean, this fake it till you make it Instagram, Facebook thing where nothing's real unless I post it. Nothing's or this is the lifestyle I live, knowing your ass is broke as fuck. See, that's why I don't believe it. It goes back to what my grandparents told me, never believe what you see on TV. Oh. It's the same thing to me. they're acting and they have scripts. Yeah, it's the same thing to me on social media. Like, I don't believe what I'm seeing all the time. But everyone else believes it. And because like, they suckers and they don't have critical thinking skills. Yeah. No, seriously. Like you really- I like, care about the wrong people, that's right. Yeah, I, I, and it's, it's too, it's all, it, I'm looking at the positive things about social media where you have people like uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that, you know, post things. And she's the one that got people back on talking about the migrant children. That's something oh, we yeah, will talk about. Oh, yeah, still in cages. Yeah. Shit, man. You know, and then posting pictures. So that that is... People that, seeking asylum and then we're putting them in cages. We suck. The U.S. us. We wait, first sucks, of all, us sucks. You, you have people that are protesting outside these uh, detention centers Good. for them to stay. Oh, no. Yeah. I was like, 
What? No, you have both. I thought you that have you both. Were, they were protesting to be no, like, they, let them both, go. But there's also people that are like, you know, hey, brown people, you get what you deserve, or they don't need it. And most of them, my, I'm sure, are Christian. My dad sent me a, a terrible email. Let's oh, read it. Oh God. This week, terrible email from dad this week. Can I? Put, I want to meet your dad so he's, hard. He's a. I mean, he's a great I, guy. He has a great sense of humor, I want, and I know he's only sending these to me because he's trying to ruffle your feathers. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. He thinks it's funny to send. Republican things to the communists. I, I wouldn't. You know? And I'm not a communist. I'm a Marxist. So. I want to meet her dad because I love meeting racist people. I really do. This is, this is great. This was a. It's actually a really cool video and it's is really touching, and it's um, a World War II video of um, these guys um, pushing a basically a, a gunner in the back. He was shot up and they couldn't even remove his body because he was so shot up. And then they pushed a burial at sea, and so I watched it. I'm interested in World War II footage, and but this is what the this is what it says. This is what it says to, when it's sent to me. This is a very touching video, actually a piece of film that has been made into a video. This is one that is not photoshopped. It is a real scene. Notice the opening shot. You'll see the gunner's position is all shot to hell while the. Co- pilot's cockpit ahead is undamaged later on notice the corpsman taking a fingerprint of a deceased gunner before the film continues then showing a chaplain saying the final prayer followed by taps then the sailors push the aircraft and our patriotic airmen over the side and watch it sink into the distant sea here's one for a serious conversation with your kids this was real this is what 18-year-old kids were doing in 1944. No safe spaces, no hurtful, unthinkable remarks they couldn't cope with. Just dying for their country so the ungrateful, ununiformed snowflakes of today could act like fools decades later. This two-minute video is pretty moving worth your while. Uh, what actually made this country great is extraordinary guys like this doing extraordinary things. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad, but I, I love, the thing I love, the reason I saved this one was, this is what our 18-year-old kids were doing in 1944. No safe spaces, no hurtful, unthinkable remarks they couldn't cope with, just dying for their country so the ungrateful, uninformed snowflakes of today could act like fools decades. I actually agree with that. Yeah, I did too. I, did, I wanted I did. to post it on the thing, but you should post uh, it. and be like, look at this just because it's that fake it till you make it generation that we're dealing with. That's I actually faking it though. You, and making it. That's first the of thing. All, everyone's it's, I feel like everyone's making it. Can right I, can now. I ask you a question? Yeah. Your dad was an 18 in 1940. No, my dad either. was born in 1944. So his father was actually my, so it, my grandfather, my, um, Grandpa Benjamin was in So World he was War a Kennedy. He was uh, 18 during Kennedy. Yeah, he's a straight up baby boomer. He was born yeah. like. So uh, he faked it till he'd make it. Okay, cool. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. He, he worked. My, my dad's a good guy. He just. And I, and I, he just I, needs to meet I a get, black woman well, to I, tell him something. I, well, there's, <laughs> I was taught to be afraid of black people. Like when I was little. In fact, this is a, this is a terrible story, but I'll divulge it. I like terrible there was, white um, stories. There was a man named Charlie who um, was African-American gentleman, and he played piano at our church, and I took piano lessons from him for a while, and I was so terrified of him that I would cry sometimes, and I'd be so nervous, and I don't know what I was afraid of, because he was a nice The nine o'clock news? I don't know if that was it. I don't know if it was my parents, or if it was the The society, or... I think it's society. I was... 10 years old so this is 1984 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, he was the right. piano player at our church, and I took lessons from him for a minute. But I couldn't take them. I was terrified of him. And so I I don't know why. And I... That's skiing. I don't... I know what it I is. don't know what it... I, I don't know what this it was. This is scary black man. Scary black man But syndrome. where did that come from? And uh, let's see. Was it that I... And that's the thing. And then I start spelunking and I'm like, was I raised racist? Well, my dad said... Oh, I know exactly what it was. My dad said spick a lot. That was his... That was his term of choice he didn't like he did not like people i I don't get it because i'm like i fucking love i love mexico i love mexicans i love people from i have friends from peru like chile like what's your best friend (laughs) don't say it (laughs) jonathan's chilean but um i did not know that well his father was born in chile yeah but he was he's of swedish descent because his people were missionaries or whatever Uh-oh. yeah mm, they were proselytizing to the mm. to the natives that's- <laughs> um, but i guess i was just and that's the thing was 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 my family specifically racist or i know was i can tell you exactly what this is society was this is society and this is the nine when i say the nine o'clock news what is the one thing that you always hear for the first 15 20 minutes before the weather and the sports scary black man or someone someone black is murdering or something because right. it's programmed and it's ingrained into black society as well where we're afraid of our own mm. um but yeah scary black man syndrome scary black person syndrome is something that is why don't we talk about that more as a people though why don't we start like the dialogue it, is it, there's no slowly... t-shirts like there's got to be a t-shirt that says like this man is not scary or that there's where is like the PR campaign it's 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 slowly coming it's <laughs> well this is again this is the positive part of like social media where these topics are starting to be talked about and heard just like a you know footage of how everyday black life is where people did not believe us before but now we got the footage of like right. we've been trying to tell y'all and and, yeah. and 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 that's something that you know even talking about the media of how you know that scary black man image Sca- is what why we are here to this very day the t- still to this very day with police shootings yeah. inequality how others think of us and it's not just white people there are other people of color that feel that same way toward black people black people are the most degraded and and demonized people in the world the two stereotypes i'm sorry the two, two stereotypes are scary black man and angry black, black woman, woman. And I'm angry, so what? And you, sh- and as you, as and, you have every right to. But be. I'm polite. You have every. I mean, <laughs> but, that's the thing is. But why? Why have we? How why? have we forwarded it's always these been, stereotypes? It's always, it's always been there. I I can speak from the American experience. The mam- remember the mammy that used to be one. Oh yeah, that but, used but, to be the yeah. Well, mammy was like as long as she's she's docile, right? You know, right. when you get the docile Negro, oh they just good. They that's just, why I don't like coons. That's when you give them to raise your children. Exactly. <laughs> you go, or you get people like uh, Ben Carson, docile Negro. Oh, I'll just take this job. Or Clarence Thomas, docile Negro. Coons. So 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 is that what we is so is that what we need because to break the stereotype? No, that's not what, of scary black man. No, no, is it no. That, but is that that why we can only accept 
docile yes black man yes because 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 they don't because we're because being docile is not it's bowing down and not fighting for what you want to be equal and the fact is white people in this country i'm just speaking for this well fuck that around the world don't <laughs> They're afraid of us. They are afraid because we are warriors and we con we conquer our own as individuals. Because and you're we're forced smart. into it, but it's because you're forced into we're, fighting all the time we're because you've been kidnapped. I mean, you still forcibly. have you have countries in this very day that are trying to take resources from Africa because Africa yeah. is not colonized anymore, though it sort of is. But China and and. France are actually trying to colonize certain uh, certain really? countries in their own way economically. Sure, sure, sure. sure. But again, that shows yeah, how like China's doing all kinds of little. They're, yeah. they're having, they're they're setting themselves up we, globally we, right we're now. Ha we're having a rape of the culture all over again, and even here in America, where we are still fighting the same so goddamn when fight. We, we bring it back. It's that we didn't respect their culture, their language. No, we their, were their savages. There, we didn't. We're savages. The white people who Our had the money hurt. and said. Right, they said that that way of They're life childlike is right, which is totally ridiculous. But Darwin, it, it's said just that. it's saying that their life, that this life, that Americanization or whiteness or Westernization, Westernization is somehow more valid of a lifestyle than the lifestyle that has been lived. And we're the ones that taught y'all. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> we're the ones that started the society and civilization. We're the, and that is something that has been so whitewashed for well, so long. It's community versus versus aristocracy. It's the, I think that the Western way is we put someone in charge and then we give them everything and take. But a chief is in charge, but they're still a member of the community. Like it, it's it's the same thing we did when we the white people when we came to the United States we said ah this Native American lifestyle is worthless yeah they're, they're savages. savages yeah let's get rid of their it's just those are the second devaluing yeah. saying that their the way that they live their life is not good enough exactly or it's not right and, or it's wrong going back wrong to, going back to the missionary thing that's another thing right, right that's right, what right. missionaries do your Sorry. way of life is not good so let your me religion the way that you're mm -hmm. practicing that's it, it, so terrible if someone's actually practicing a religion and you come and go yeah fuck your religion this is the one here here's some christianity here, yeah you should actually do this like that's like it's so entitled. It's saying That's that like someone, my lifestyle is good. Your lifestyle is you're not savage. good enough. Yeah. That's, ah. Mm -hmm. And those missionaries are the ones that usually be raping and giving people disease and all that shit. And I mean, all of our uh, America's upbringing. It, but it's all it's because it's, it's, it's in the pursuit of money in singular hands as opposed to caring about. That's why the. Um, Abolishing the family is one of the things that Marx says is that you can't, you shouldn't be able to pass money from generation to generation. It's for everybody. It's that we're all equal and that we're all, that all of our labor is equal and that, See, that we need everyone and we need everyone's labor. I mean, he, he proposed having armies, which I agree, but not to fight, to farm. Like armies of agriculture. See, this is why I'm not a Marxist. I, I mean, because I want my money passed on, but I would rather have a higher tax. Uh, so that way I'm getting taxed 
enough to spread and then I get to keep my estate and my oh, I'm, legacy. I'm all for, hey, I'm you super know. fond of taxes. I say tax everybody 50% and then we can give everybody everything. Yeah. I, I'm just, back to the guy with the d- dirty body. There's gotta <laughs> be a way. Sorry. He's, seriously, he was dirty. <laughs> and I felt terrible. And I actually thought like, God, do I, but I'm not gonna invite this guy into my house. I can't, I can't do that. But there should be public facilities for showers there should be public restrooms there should be public water fountains there should be public trash cans Can there I, should be let me just say something that someone that lived landlocked there's there's an ocean and a bay i would just dip oh. my body into that you know I, that's fair i mean but he can't even get he's so dirty now he can't even get on the bus like you better walk. I, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I can walk all the way out to the ocean. But I, and I guess that there's in the bay is right there. The bay is right there. To the Art Embarcadero right there. And so at, ain't no at excuse Civic for Center. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I can't. I'm as if someone that lived landlocked. I would be with you. But on this one, I'm like, no, take your ass. You better baptize yeah. yourself in that bay. I know it's better than. <laughs> Be funky and dusty. I mean, he chose to be dusty. Well, and that's the thing. But that's mental illness. People are people. If people are truly choosing, and that yeah, mental illness. Why aren't we? Because we because we're too busy staring at our phones to 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 do anything. But what can I do? I I mean, but more mental illness is now being created by what you just said earlier with like (laughs) social media and this uh, this idea of being of perfection that is yeah. not real that people put on and yeah. and it's all a lie it's a fraud it's not real it's it, america's so weird because we have diseases that are born from our excess like hoarding some water oh you yeah some go, water? Go, go crazy there's um cups in the thing and oh no i'm gonna grab some across the street oh wow fancy actually I'm, I'm lying i'm grabbing a cider oh good for you you share with me uh, i'm not a big cider fan Okay, then I'll just grab a beer. I'll share a beer, though. Yeah, I work. I work, I work late, tonight at five. I work but I get later. to. I mean, I, you know, I work, it's, it's uh, a bar. So uh, I get to. Drink. I work. I work in a couple hours too. Okay. Okay, I'm. I'm okay. grabbing lunch. Yeah. I'm celebrating hey. the fourth. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, Fourth of July is here. We're supposed to be celebrating America, and what better way? Than Actually, talking about get into that, and I'm gonna rush back. Oh, I, I'll read them. I'll read them some of my Marxist poems. I've been writing. <laughs> I've been I've been writing poetry again because comedy is completely and utterly unfulfilling. Uh, <laughs> and it is. It honestly is. Here, listen to some Kopai while I get my stuff. Kope, the Japanese Bjork in the fills that you can't hear on that stuff. Um, this is my device. I do need to find out what's going on in the uh, in the world because I have no idea what's happening. And I and I do I do I care? Oh wow! Look at that. Hello, goodbye.
it fell over. Oh, we're still doing a podcast. <laughs> I can't even today. I just can't even. So Latoya will be back, but I will read to you a poem. I've been writing poetry because fuck man, fuck my life. Um, this one is called Leftovers. The table shows no beer, no milk to nourish our condition in times of great duress. Butter, sugar, meat weekly. How much is the cost of health? If diet aggravates disease, in my opinion, growing, and is affirmed by the poor, what is the greatest rule? The degrees between subsistence and household here a costly space. Additional pangs of hunger drive us into light and air, public scavenging, exposing poverty. When poorness is a sanitary context, where can we dwell? I am my neighbor and neither have bacon, but who deserves adequate protection against weather? Terrible, terrible magnitudes of serious deprivation, ignored populations watch as they dine and hope for some leftovers. I like that poem. I'm fucking stoked on it. I think it's good. I think it's a good, I think it's a really good poem and I'm proud of it. And I'm super happy that I'm getting creative again because I'm sure um, not feeling it in comedy right now. That's for sure. Uh, Portland was great. And then I'm like, what am I doing? Uh, anyway, what am I doing? Come to the show this Friday if you want. It's 10 bucks. It would be great if you did. It's a hell hat. So that's cool. And um, yeah, come back, Latoya. Come back. I'll read another poem. I've got got people uh how about this this is called lesser violent repulsions oh no technical anything a power without proportion at other times increasing lesser violent repulsions undergoing transitory superfluous change historic modes expanding society of and now admit additional fullness and wealth with disposable limits varied critical degrees already employing extensions expand every place with unusual art this massive power of social wealth or just change the channel ooh huh well there it is I I made the I the thing it fell down and I couldn't figure it out and then it I'm just, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good with the, with the stuff. I read them, I read them two poems. Oh, you did? I did, I read them two poems, the people. Not on that, not on that. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What should I bring tomorrow? Uh, whatever you want. Okay. Ah! Ah! It's back. (laughs) I don't know how to go live. I didn't, it's back. It's back. Um. (laughs) So what is happening in the news? Anything? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of shit. All right. Uh, 
I've just been, uh, I just can't even pay attention, you know? Um, don't, it's exhausting. Uh, all right, so we were talking a little bit. Oh, did the video end? Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, ooh, shit. This is the politics section. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's see, the G20 summit happened and there was some great, great embarrassing moments brought to you by Ivanka Trump. Actually, you should look that up. Ivanka Trump. Ivanka, huh? Yeah, trying to uh, finesse herself through a conversation with world leaders with Justin Trudeau. Ooh. Um, uh, Teresa fucking May. Uh, and then uh, who else was there? Macron, uh, the French president. And the woman who's in charge of the IFM. But uh, yeah, she uh, was trying to have a conversation and interject, and they just gave her like, what are you doing here? Like a look like, you don't belong here. It was a Heathers moment. Ew. It was a moment, if you guys have ever seen the movie Heathers. I love the movie Heathers. I do too. Uh, this says, Ivanka Trump wants power, laughing at her expense won't stop her. Uh, yeah, so this is the foreign people. Ivanka Trump standing walks back to her seat as she is greeted by Queen Maxima of the Netherlands. Following her remarks at the G20 summit event on women's empowerment in Osaka, Japan. That's that's not that's not it. Women it? who work, women who work, women who work. Yeah, so this <laughs> is the this past weekend, left-wing Twitter was enthralled by a short clip of Ivanka Trump attempting to insert herself into a conversation yeah, among French President Emmanuel Macron, Macron. British yeah. Prime Minister Theresa May, <laughs> International Monetary Fund President Christine Lagarde, and Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau Dreamy. while at the annual Group of 20 Summit in Japan. The group appeared to be patiently tolerating Trump, at least until the moment it became clear Lagarde could no longer contain her disdain for America's first daughter. For a split second, viewers caught a look of utter contempt on Lagarde's face. Her mouth quirked. She gave Trump a sidelong glance before she resumed a blank expression. I suggest looking the video up. It was an incident straight out of a Victorian ballroom, a dowager putting the young, presumptuous, nouveau riche upstart in her place. If the scene had taken place in an Edith Wharton novel, Trump's reputation would never recover. In a William Makepeace Thackeray tome, her glad-handing would just be another bit of comical overreach on the path to ultimate success. What ultimately means for the real Ivanka Trump is still to be determined. There seems to be little question that the first daughter wants something as soon as Donald Trump, because her her husband, Jared Kushner, what he's because he's he's basically marketing the peace deals for like he's like the voice of Israel now, I guess. And he's trying to. But she also wants things trademarked for her businesses. She has oh, a gross. Yeah. She, it's all gross. I'm grossed out. I'm grossed out by all of this. I bought kombucha. Fake it till you make it. Sorry. Oh, no. I'm not. You, you go kombucha. It's good for you. Um, it's a beer kombucha. Oh, is it? Are they too? Oh, my God. That's crazy. Oh, I'm good. I, I don't I don't get into the kombucha. Oh, damn it. It freaks me out. I, who? Do you like kombucha? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I just did. I can't drink this alone. Oh, you'll be fine. I just... Um, I'm going to Kombucha is... Uh, it's like drinking sauerkraut, right? I like sauerkraut. All oh, right. Do you like sour beers? Must <laughs> um, be my European side. Ivanka Trump. Oh, here we go. There seems to be a little question. First daughter wants something. As soon as Donald Trump was elected president, she began to insert herself into her pl- 
father's political orbit, joining meetings with world leaders such as Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe and Argentinian President Mauricio Macri during the transition. While her brothers Eric Trump and Donald Trump Jr. remained in their roles with the family business, Within a few months, Ivanka Trump instead took on a position as an unpaid special advisor to her father, joining husband Jared Kushner in the White House. Over the past two and a half years, despite having no discernible political qualifications, the younger Trump has taken meetings with Chinese President Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping? sat in for her father during a meeting of world leaders at the Group 20 Summit in 2017 and lobbied for a publicly promoted the Trump administration's tax overhaul. Many observers quickly came to think of this as so much banana republic corruption. After all, almost immediately after her meeting with Xi, Ivanka Trump's company received a number of trademarks from the Chinese government. Ew! You know what? That should be illegal that she's making money off her father's presidency. That's fucked up. That is fucked up. That it is illegal. That is fucked up. You're not supposed to be doing that. You're not. She's it's illegal. Using, it's illegal. This is just gross. Our country is gross. Our president is gross. His daughter is gross. I'm waiting for that plane crash. They're gross. <laughs> like, I know that we can't say I mean, it's illegal to say you're going to kill the president, but no. I think we should all tweet at the same time that we want him to kill himself. Commit suicide. Take yourself out. <laughs> take out your whole family at, while you're at it. Like, you know, I, I wish I want I wish that I wish that they would all just blow up I, I, I because mean, they suck because I they mean, are everything that I in despise in the universe are these rich fucking Allegedly. entitled untalented this people is that got mediocrity our president is an idiot that's actually beyond I, mediocrity I, beyond i mean that's stupidity where's his master's degree does he have a does he have a master's in business did he did he pass his class he graduated from war graduated actually he didn't do that good either i don't even know what i don't know what I, I, I'm so upset. I, I that want money you to watch means, the video of this. I really do. Yeah, okay, I'll watch the video. Yeah, it's. Um, she had a clothing line, blah, 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 yeah, blah, yeah. amassing power. Mm-hmm. Whatever you may think of Ivanka Trump's complicity in her father's administration or the immoral nature of her ambition, it would be a mistake to look at her uh, clothing line and write her off and write off her time as first daughter as a political failure. She's been careful not to overstep in ways that would leave her perilously exposed earlier this year when her father openly floated naming her to the presidency of the World Bank. Ivanka Trump Mm -hmm. shot down the idea while still telling reporters that she played a key role in the selection process. However ludicrous her claims in this regard may seem, he nominated her to be the president of the World Bank? She's a child. God, it's so insidious. It's so she she's smart enough to be like, okay, that is too obvious. So let's let's be sneaky about this, Dad. Let's not be that obvious. Oh, where's that video? Where's that video? Uh, uh, I'll put snubbed video. Yes. Yes. Ivanka snubbed. Women who work. Women, women who work. work. Uh, let's see. Which one do you think? Is it the? Uh, Melania attack? Trump said something. No. Oh, oh, do Ivanka Trump snub uh, world leaders? The or the G Summit? Is that what it was? Yeah, which one? I don't see which one it That's is. That's neither of those. It's Why aren't those there? That's stupid. Here this is this has gotta be it. 
painful to yes. watch the French government yeah. release a video of Ivanka Trump having an awkward chat with world leaders. Okay. That's a picture. I want to see the damn You know video. that dress was $4,000, Valentino? That dress is fugly as F. This is me just being a snob. Right I mean, now. look at that dress. Oh, well. Yeah, it looks like it. it's from the 70s, and it's a $4,000 dress. I like the 70s. You can go to a thrift store and find that. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I mean, I wasn't there, but I where's wanna, this video? I want to watch the video. Where the fuck is the video? I know. Dang it. They don't want us to watch it. Did they already scrub it from the... You know, they and should it, still it, have it on. I mean, can they scrub things like that from the world? I, it, it's still go on. Uh, let's see. I would say Ivanka French government video, maybe. Uh, I'll put French. We'll see what happens. As we're, I want to watch a video. It's. I. I think it might be. I really think they might have scrubbed it from the internet. Hold this, I'll find it. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. I, I, I don't I don't know how to search for things. And I, I don't understand the internet. It's it's a bunch of it's tubes. It's a series of tubes. This is stupid. Yeah, hey. Come on, internet. It's a series of tubes. Um I've tried to put an Ivanka snubbed French video, but it didn't work, so it didn't work. But the stream is working, isn't that exciting? Will we can it's time for us to be done anyway we can we can look at it on our own time um thanks everybody for being here today oh oh, she found it okay sweet um which one is it we'll do the uh this one okay oh oh look at this all right here we go i'm excited about this one yeah show it to me it's doesn't it doesn't want to show us They've scrubbed it from the internet. I'm telling you. It says now playing, but nothing's playing. We don't get. We don't get to. It's um. That's it's crazy to me that. Cinema mode, off, on. Show me the money. Okay, well we'll figure it out. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah. Here on the AltaCast, maybe it, things will be better by then. It, it oh, I mean, they always, uh, they, they always stay the same. I just keep getting older. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Have a happy Fourth of July and fuck America. Honestly, this is what we've come to. Um, fake it till you what make it, society.
Trash Sports, Vinyl Together Punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast and post show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge with the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday 8 to 10 down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> In your car, and you're listening to one radio station. You need radio doing, station. You're filtering all, all the others. They are they are tweeting in on all frequencies, and you keep them. So just listen to to one specific six. Saturday, Saturday into two. And you leave the sound quality quality good, and you understand understanding that's plain plain. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too, you might need two or two or three or more stage stations at the same time. time. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. 
It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, Punk Rock and Schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tushar Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! 
Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get them 